Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. We have a very interesting show lined up for today. We are going to be diving into the world of uh, leverage using a virtual assistant with uh, the world of both lead generation and uh, conversion for sales. So we have a guest host that we are, um, he's having a little tech difficulty getting on. So I'm going to start us off and frame up the discussion and then get him up to speed when he gets here. I, I do sure hope though, guys, those of you that are here with us live, I hope that he gets here because he is a wealth of knowledge. He has trained hundreds, if not thousands of virtual assistants at this point. Um, and I'm just going to frame up this discussion and give you some basic background in case you're, you're new to this world of what, what some of these acronyms we're going to throw around are. So you've probably heard the acronym thrown around if you've listened to any sort of leverage-based podcast or show. There's an acronym, which is an ISA, Inside Sales Associate. The difference between an inside sales associate and outside sales associate, most of you guys listening to this, most of you men and women are outside sales associates. You are the people that are actually interfacing with the clients, like going to take listings, write offers. That's typically in other industries, they would call that an outside salesperson. In our industry, it's just that's an agent. Okay. The inside salesperson is the first point of contact that oftentimes is either generating the lead if they're working a cold list, or it could be an inbound lead that's coming in and they're fielding that request and then turning it into an appointment for the outside salesperson, or it could be a long-term nurture. Some of you guys listening to this have leads in your database that frankly, you've might've worked them for a couple of years before they turn into a sale, but man, that's just not your personality, not your style. You just don't want it. That's, that's not who you are. And so there's really a few different things you can do. And this has nothing to do with a virtual assistant. This could actually be with people you hire domestically in-house Right? It could be you could be doing this function yourself. The reason why we're talking with um, Elias, who's going to be our guest here today, he's uh, with, with a company that's actually um, they're called VirtuDesk. They help source and find virtual assistants. And the reason why we're talking to Elias today is because when you leverage a virtual assistant for these functions, one, you can do it a lot more cost effectively than you could hiring someone uh, based in the US, but then you can also really segment into, instead of having one person and trying to have them do all these functions, which I'm, I mean, I've done this for 15 years and I can tell you right now, it is almost impossible to find someone that has all these personality types and can do all these jobs in one. It's just like why you as the agent, why you're probably struggling. Some of you are probably really good at the hunting part. You're going to go out, you're going to book the appointment. You love booking the appointment. And if you're that type of person, you probably don't love the long-term nurture and follow-up. Where some of you probably love just calling and talking. Like we had someone on the mastermind the other day who said, I had an hour-long conversation with someone. The hour-long conversation who was a past client from 11 years ago, we just keep talking about, I'm probably going to sell the house sometime. I'm like, that's great. I'm like, but you had an hour-long conversation. It's just not my personality. Right? I wire more towards the like, let's book the appointments, but I can I can do the nurture. However, in this particular case, the reason why, again, we're looking at VAs is because you can complement the one that you don't like to do. You can complement the VAs. Maybe it's the one that you do really well that you're going to scale yourself so that you have now two, three, four people doing this function that's great at booking appointments. Elias, welcome to the call. Hello, Got him hello. in here. I'm happy right. to make it happen. You made it happen. So I was just kind of laying a framework 
for this. I was just, I gave a little background on yourself, right? You're with a company called VirtuDesk. You've hired and trained hundreds, if not thousands of virtual assistants at this point. And uh, if you guys saw one of, the, one of his appearances last time, we talked more on the, the back office side or the first 90 days. And so we thought it was worthwhile to spend a full episode just diving into um, how to leverage uh, you know, really the, the lead generation and sales side. So I was just giving a framework, um, Elias, that we wanted to break it down and talk not only the lead generation side, also the kind of the hunting appointment setting, and then also break it down into the uh, um, the, the long-term nurture. And I thought I said you could really leverage three different personalities, maybe the same person, but most likely three different people. Where would you start given that as a, as a framework? Well, when I came in, I heard someone talk about nurture. I, I was curious what you guys were talking about before I came in. So, so what I was talking about, that was me. So I've, I've been doing all the talking. So the nurture is, I mean, you get leads that come in with real estate that sometimes they're 12, 16, 18 months before they're ready to do any business. Sometimes they're just been in your database for years and we're trying to keep them warm. So I said, said some agents are wired to enjoy that nurture piece. They just like having conversations, but other people are definitely not. And I think you can find virtual assistants that have that n- warm nurture component to kind of give them that task to keep those long-term leads going in your database to free up a lot of time for agents. What's your take on that? Uh, my take on that, honestly, is you can have a virtual assistant do something you know how to do, but you don't like doing. And that's what I always tell people. You know, you don't you don't really want them to do something you don't know how to do. I mean, do we have people that do that and they're successful? Yes, but generally. I mean, let's be honest, a virtual assistant should be doing what you're doing. Okay. Just a reflection of you. But that being said, they can do what you're not good at or something you just don't like doing. Um, I, I personally think it's important to do both. Um, I mean, a lead to lead, I think it's important to nurture, but I mean, if you want to focus on one specific, that's fine too. Um, but let's be honest. I mean, they can all turn into um, something that's, that's, great for your business. Right. I mean, if you have someone like personally me on the sales side of thing with my background, if I had something that I had to nurture for, you know, a year, I mean, when my pipeline starts dwindling, it's going to be from everything that I nurtured in the past. It's going to get me to where I need to be. Um, and if I have a virtual assistant helping with me, helping me with that, of course, then when the time comes, I'll be prepared. So where would you, so where would you start? If you, let's say you're listening to this and you don't, have a virtual assistant right now. And then we'll cover, maybe you already have one or two, but like, if you don't have a virtual assistant, you're thinking, is this something I can use to create some leverage in my business? Do you look at what's working well for you first and how do you replace yourself? Is that where you start then? It sounds like. Um, I honestly, I just tell everyone to kind of check out what your goal is. What is your goal? What's your short-term goal? Um, if it's, we're talking specifically to sales, right? You know, maybe for example, um, you've only been focusing on one type of lead. Um, and now you want to expand, you know, I, we've had people that will do it partially with themselves and they'll have a virtual assistant do it with them. If they're, if they're trying out something new to kind of figure out what they like doing. Okay. Maybe, maybe they find out, you know what? I actually do like doing the nurturing aspect because I'm able to kind of be invested more in the client and they'll just have the virtual assistant focus on maybe follow up and just specifically scheduling appointments. Whereas other clients will actually have them do the nurturing piece. Cause that's definitely something that they're not wanting to do. Um, I've, I've noticed though with the nurturing piece, that's a lot more with, I've noticed high volume clients that they're so busy, they don't have the time to always nurture, nurture, nurture. So they will have a virtual assistant do that more. Um, And they just want them also sometimes to kind of just set appointments for them as well. Um, Yeah, I'd say that's, that's really like big with me. Personally, I think what you should start out with is just 
the framework that works for you. And that's the thing is don't overthink it. That's what I tell people. Like, what are you doing now? If what you're doing now works, have them do that. But if you're looking at trying something new, I always recommend you try it out for yourself and maybe have the virtual assistant do it with you. Because that's going to be how you're going to be able to um, really, in my opinion, measure the success, right? For example, I've had people come to us and they've never done any type of cold call. They've, they've never even done an appointment setting. Now, the virtual assistant can do that for them, okay? But they might have a completely different understanding or expectation because they've never done it before. So I just always tell them, you know, it's best, you know, a virtual assistant's reflection of you and how you run your business. It's always great if you already have a framework of what you've done before. Like I said, had people come, no experience whatsoever making phone calls. We'll, we'll give you ISAs to help you get to where you need to be. But if you're talking about like growing and, and really growing with your virtual assistant, growing with your business, it's always good to communicate with them and show them what you're doing and let them basically be a part of that growth. So, so if an agent already has some leads in a database or a big database, is that a better place to come from than if you're just like, I don't have any leads, just kind of stuff. like, it sounds like you, like you really want to take something where you already have your business a little bit established before diving into this world and be like, okay, now I need a virtual assistant to really kind of work this database of leads, do the same thing I would be doing if I had more hours in the day. That's exactly it. I mean, look, circle dialing, I would say if you had the two, if you could have them either circle dial or call leads that you already have in your system, yeah, you want them to call leads in your system. That's just going to be, it's going to be more beneficial for you and the virtual system is going to have a higher success rate. I mean, just in general, circle dialing for the most part does not um, always yield the best results. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Um, I actually approve of, of cold calling um, techniques. I think it's always going to be needed. But at the same time, if you already have leads, yeah, have them focus on that. It's going to yield more results. They're just statistically and everything else. And yeah, have them call the leads, do that. But you can have them do both. I mean, really just but starting the framework, having them start off. Yeah, have them call the leads in your database. You can even, if they're, if they are, if you're new to working with a virtual assistant, honestly, you can have them work on calling, just call past clients call past clients um, to try to maybe generate some referrals for you and your business. Maybe you can have them eat. And this is like, I still consider it sales, but you can have them following up with past clients, just kind of like um, not only generating referrals, but kind of going over, um, you know, Hey, our, like, how was the process kind of like uh, not review, but uh, kind of getting an update on their current situation just like how, how their experience was with you as a realtor and everything like that. Um, anything that's just like starting off while simultaneously generating referrals. So, so how, if you're going to have them talk to your past clients, you want to know what they sound like. I mean, they're obviously not sitting across the office from you. How do you, how do you get a feel for, are you listening to call recordings? Are you sitting there kind of on zoom, listening to them do it? Or are they listening to you? How does, how does that part work? You're talking about with a virtual assistant, right? Yeah, with a virtual assistant. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of CRMs out there um, that will have uh, call recordings enabled um, within, like they'll have a VoIP dialer within the CRM themselves. Um, however, even if you don't have a CRM that allows you to do that, you're going to need a VoIP dialer. If you're going to be hiring someone as a virtual assistant in another country, um, you need a VoIP dialer. Uh, VoIP dialer is going to be able to call. If, if any of you don't know what that is, basically you're going to be able to call from anywhere in the world and it's going to be able to show a number local to your area. It'll always be the same number. Okay. And when they call that number, it'll ring to them. It's over the internet. That's where that um, phone number is. That's how it works. Um, 
So yes, uh, have a VoIP dialer because they're going to have recording. You're going to be able to go back, listen, but it's not even just listening for quality assurance, but also training and coaching, right? I always tell people, you know, we will train them in uh, different scripts, but if you already have a way you're doing it, don't have them do something completely different. Even if you read somewhere that the script's better or anything like that. I mean, yeah, you can have them do that, but you got to give them your little twist, right? If you're always saying something a certain way, or you're always asking these specific questions or giving your nice little twist at the end, have them do that. You want it to be personalized. You want them to sound like they're a reflection of you, like they're part of your business. If you have them say something completely different than what you normally say to your clients and to the lead you've been nurturing, it's, it's going to sound completely, it's, it's going to sound off the wall. And, you know, you want them to really be a part of you and your business, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. So it sounds like, I mean, I'm a big advocate of role play. In fact, one of my, uh, earliest role play partners and it's really Connie Rollers on the call here today. We, we, we both go back years and years uh, in role play. Do you, do you recommend role playing with your, uh, with your VA then? I a hundred percent recommend that. I'll tell you why I actually, it's the nice one on the call last Thursday. I, I do a team training. Okay. I do a team training at least once a month where I'll sit down with my team and I actually have four virtue desk. Part of my team members are in the Philippines, part are in the United States. I have both different team members. And the reason I do the team training is because, yeah, look, I don't want us to get complacent, right? You got to role play with each other. Even, even, even myself, I like to role play because I'm constantly keeping myself, you know, stimulated and everything and making sure that I'm prepared for what I need to be prepared for. Um, I'll have them role play with each other. So if any of you ever have a virtual team, you have them role play with each other, you can critique. I will role play with them. We'll switch roles. Who's doing what? Um, but it's important because it's it's interesting because on one hand, they're going to be more comfortable with their team and with you after they've been working with you for a while. But on the other hand, you're also going to be able to see mistakes they make when they are comfortable. I know that sounds kind of interesting, but it, the t- more t- you- t- tell me, tell me what that, tell me more about that. Um, well, like for example, um, when I talk with them, they'll, they'll kind of talk, uh, uh, maybe I have some key points that I want them to do when they're setting up an appointment for, for everything like that. And when they're talking with us, they might forget to do one or two of the points that I know that they would normally say just in general, but they'll forget to do it on this and go, Hey, just letting you know, you probably normally say this, but this is something you forgot to ask. Right. Because they're just thinking, okay, it's just a role play. We're going to like, Hey, but that's why we're doing it. I want you to be perfect. You know, every time we have fun out of it though. You know, we had, uh, like I said, it was team training last Thursday, my entire team. So. I love it. All right. Um, in terms of creating, let's just address the virtual aspect for a minute, because first of all, I don't know how many people are, are, are hiring it as someone for lead generation or follow-up in-house, but if you add on the element of being virtual, can you still create a culture? Because you're talking about building culture in your team. Can you still create a culture with them? Is it still important if it's just a small group? Is that connection? How, how does that tie into this dynamic? Yeah, you, you have to have a culture. Okay. When you're, when you're working virtually, you have to, in some ways you almost have to have it more. And I know there's some people who love working in the office, some people who love working virtually. It doesn't matter what you love doing. You still have to build a culture. Um, I can tell you that the last 10 years I worked, um, in positions where I didn't need to be in an office. Okay. Not exactly remote, but I didn't need to be in the office. And I still had great culture with all of my team members across different um, positions that I worked in. So like right now, for example, 
And I think this is something you should do, whether it's more on the sales side or even admin side, but just having a virtual assistant or anyone working for you virtually and as a team member. Um, I mean, one, I do a team meeting. I actually was doing it once a week, every Monday, a team call in the morning. Okay. But now I actually do it the same time every day. I, I recently changed it. So I just do like a little team huddle call every morning, um, Monday through Friday. But then we also have a formal team meeting every Friday where we'll kind of go over where everyone's sitting at um, for the week, where the team's sitting at for the week, where we're going to be aiming for as, as a monthly goal, um, basically setting us up for our quarterly goal and then eventually annual goal. We also will have um, quarterly team reviews, quarterly team meetings where we talk about what we did for the quarter. But then also every week on a Monday, I will set up a one-on-one -on -one time with them. That one-on-one -on -one time is where I'm able to talk with them. They can share with me if anything personal is going on in their life, anything that might affect their work. If they do have something that negative that happened, um, I'll talk about them with their personal goal, where I want to see them at. Um, it's, it's, but it's a one-on-one. -on -one. It's just, it's just me and them. Okay. And I schedule that and I make sure I make that schedule um, because that's their time to feel comfortable. Now that's not saying I won't check in with them during the day, during the week. But these are just actually scheduled times where they know no matter what, we're going to be able to talk that day. I love that. And I could absolutely see how that creates that culture. What do you do? And you said you, instead of just doing a weekly, you do a daily call as well. Yeah, I do a daily. So I, what, I used to do. So what's the structure of that? Um, structure of that. Uh, so like it was before it was just Monday. I would just do a Monday call. Hey, where are we at for the week? Um, I would share with them. Um, maybe events we have coming up, um, any, anything, really just anything. It's just kind of like a, just kind of like here, here's where we're at for the week, um, where we're going to be at. Hey, just letting you know we have this event coming up or I'm going to be at this event. Really, that's really it is as a team. Um, but now I'm doing that every day. Kind of just kind of like a, like a little, like a little pump up every day. Interesting. And do, do you recommend, I mean, if, I almost feel like if it's a smaller group mm -hmm. that, that daily makes more sense, right? Like just like, cause it's right. It's just, you're, you're checking in. And so what's, yeah. what's your take on that? That's, that's why I actually started doing it daily. Uh, I just, I, I felt more success with the daily, you know, if I, if I feel like it's a nice sense of what it's like, it's just a call, right? I'm not, I'm not making any, I'm not making it long. I'm not making anything crazy. Um, that's it. Just a little huddle, just a little touch point. Hey, here's how we're going. If you have anything, reach out to me. Um, I'll still probably reach out to all of you, say hello, but that's it. Uh, another thing is um, I'll have a team call chat. So all my team members and myself will be on a chat. We can talk, you know, if someone, if someone does something crazy and great, I can give them a shout out. The other team members can see that and say, awesome, great job. You know, it's kind of a way to motivate them as well. I really want them to also talk with each other in terms of, you know, promoting themselves, like just really communicating. I really like the teamwork aspect. Of course, I'm going to be there to um, get them to where they need to be. I'm going to be promoting them as well, making them, you know, feel confident in their position. But I think it's really important in a team environment that you, you have that team, that little team chat, you have that community when we're talking about culture. When you say team chat, and by the way, if anyone else on here has a question, Connie, Mark, Z, Brenna, anyone who's got questions, feel free to jump in. Um, Connie, has a question. So, because I, I want to know when you say team chat, what that means. And then Connie, we'll come to you and see what your question is here. Yeah, I'm just general cost, like what you're looking at, um, what your return on investment is, just some ballpark ideas of that would be awesome. Sure. Um, 
So I will, let me, let me, I'll actually pull it up here. It's actually, so all of our prices are on our, our website. They're public, which is great. But if we're, if we're talking about specifically for um, ISA, ISA prices, if we're, that's what we're talking about right now, it would be pull it right here. It depends on if you're going to be doing 40 hours a week or part-time 20 hours a week, but it would be anywhere from 1060 an hour to 1180 an hour. That's amazing. And do you track the ROI with your um, people? Or is that really just really tough to do? Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, no, it's a great, <laughs> well, no, it's a great question. Um, but I'll tell you this, you can track ROI, but the ROI is going to be tracked differently than almost everyone when they come on board. Cause here's what I tell people. We can't, we can't guarantee you the, the, um, we can't guarantee you the, the results, right? We can guarantee the work's going to be done. But for example, if someone is expecting like, I, I want to get this and I would be very careful and I'm not naming any companies. I'd be very comfortable with any company that does promise that. And I'll tell you why, because I can tell you right now, Connie, your business would be completely different than Jesse's would be completely different mm-hmm. than, than, um, you know, Lisa's over there. Okay. So yeah. let's just say you come on board and, and you would love for them to have this many meetings a week. Okay. But maybe Lisa's not getting any meetings a week. And so she just gets this and she's ecstatic. She is loving it. Right. She's going to be a lot happier with the results than you might be not being where you want to be at. So that's what I tell people. The ROI comes down to this. You hire a virtual assistant when you are too busy, you don't have time to do other tasks and you're spreading yourself too thin. You're not inefficient. Okay. You delegate those tasks. The time that's being saved, identify either how much you would be paying yourself to do that. Okay. That's a big way to to calculate the ROI, but then also the time that was saved, what was accomplished, and then figure out in that timeframe, what was accomplished, the ROI aspect. I'm assuming you have testimonials and stuff online of what's done. Okay. I'll check it out. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, I always tell people, look, if I ever have time to connect with someone or, or I'll make time, we can just, we can hop on a phone call and talk. I'll, I'll answer any questions. I really have no problem with that. Um, but Jesse, to kind of go back to you, team chat. Um, so team chat means like, you know, like, like a Skype, like I have a Skype group, I have a Skype group um, where we can just kind of all communicate and talk that way or, or a text, text chat, even seriously, just a text chat, like a group text. I love it. And by the way, I'm glad Connie's asking questions because I want everyone to, in case people don't feel comfortable, like I want people to understand this is an accessible option to pretty much anyone listening to this podcast. This really is. It's, I just think, I think it's cool. Uh, Lisa just dropped in the chat box and we got a couple minutes left, but Lisa dropped in the chat box um, the link to, to your company site, the, to myvirtuedesk.com. Is that, is it, what's the best way for people to, to get a hold of you? So when you go to our website, um, you're going to actually, there's going to be a contact me form. Uh, one of my team members will actually reach out to you and um, set up a time to connect to kind of hear more about your business and kind of go from there. Um, but if you want to get a hold of me, um, I can put, I'll put my number in the chat. Well, I don't know. Is, it, is that your inside sales team? Because what a great way to, te- what a great way to test you guys out. Do it. Go to my, my. I got a new girl. So we'll see if you get the new girl, but I told her, I was like, Hey, you're on your own now. So I said, let's, let's, let's get it going. But okay. An example though, I'm happy we talked about that. My new girl, right. Even though she's new and she's on her own, I told her, I said, you're going to make mistakes. Okay. So if you do get one, I said, you're going to make mistakes. That's okay though. I'm not expecting you to be perfect. 
it's normal to make mistakes, but then let me help coach you, fix you, get you to where you need to be. Right. And I always tell them, if you have any questions, especially in that period, see at this time, now I have my team grown. So now if someone has a question, she feels comfortable going to the other team members asking, right? Whereas at first, if I, if I really, or even if you just have one solid person you've been working with, now I can kind of direct that away. So if that, does that make sense? Whereas absolutely. like before I had to really make myself. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Okay. Absolutely um, makes sense. Yes. <laughs> last, any, any last thoughts to kind of pull this all together before we wrap up for the morning? Um, I would know, no, no, no last thoughts, but yeah, I'd love it. Yeah. Yes. If you uh, put a contact me and you talk with my team members that uh, have fun with it. All right. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what I'd say to wrap this up. Go ahead. The, 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 you said, you know, Hey, if they make a mistake, just roll with it. I believe the only mistake that I really ever hear that's, that's like clients get frustrated with is with nobody calling them back. Nobody responding. It's just the total lack of communication. This leveraging a, an inside salesperson solves that even if they don't sound just like you even if they're learning even if they're going along the way it's still a thousand times better than you hear people are frustrated it's like yeah i put in a request on the website and never heard back ever like that do you agree uh, with that i mean that to me is the biggest mistake i, I agree with that um i'm not going to say that i mean I, i'm trying to think i can't actually think of a time that has happened but i can tell you right now that uh my team has been commended by clients, especially with follow-up. I had one girl say, one of my one of my team members, she said, her follow-up is exactly what I would want them to do. And I said, what do you mean? She said, borderline stalkerish, but not rude and not to the point where I'm offended, but just the right amount to where she was just, because I tell them what I want them to do with follow-up and they're doing exactly what I tell them to do. I always tell them this, this will be my final, my final call, depending what team members you have. And this is what I tell my team. If you're doing what I tell you to do and you're not hitting the results you need to be at, that's okay because you're doing what I told you to do. We're going to work on that. If you're not doing what I told you to do and you're not hitting the results you need to be at, well, then, then, then there's an issue, right? But I'm, I'm confident with, with myself and what I'm telling them to do, they're going to be where they need to be. And if they're not, that's where you can do more of a coaching opportunity. I love it. They're a direct reflection of you. It really like that's when the person exactly. talks about the follow up. My guess is that's how you do your follow up. Yeah, it's you. There's a reflection and, of you, extension of even you. When, even with the trainings, like they'll say things like I say a certain way, a certain style, because that is one thing. Especially if you are outsourcing with someone from another country, you might have to change certain aspects to how they say certain things, just because of culture differences. Doesn't yeah. mean that the English is going to be bad. Just the way certain things are said. I love it. All right, everybody, have a wonderful morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. This is awesome. Great talking with you all. Enjoy your day, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.